Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you. Thursday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. You know what Thursday means. You're creeping down the stretch here. The backside of your fantasy football season, probably the last regular uh, regular week of your uh, fantasy football season before you really start getting into hot and heavy postseason playoff talk. And joining us now on the hotline, your guy, the guru, the man, the myth, the legend from guillotineleagues.com. That's our buddy Paul Charging. Charge, what's up, buddy? Hey, I am talking to you from the bowels of Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. So I apologize. You know, hopefully the Wi-Fi is okay here. I can hear that my sound's a little echoey. So I'm, I'm at a desk against a wall, but hopefully, hopefully all the technology is okay. We sound good. No, everything sounds good. You're clear as a bell. So uh, first right. of all, explain what you're doing at Planet Hollywood. Well, Vikings are playing the Raiders, and our station KFN has sent a big contingent of uh, of the radio hosts over to uh, over to Las Vegas for this. And we're doing we're doing some live shows. Uh, our morning show is live tomorrow morning at Buffalo Wild Wings. Our uh, our midday show is live there. And so get this: they're opening the doors for our morning show tomorrow morning. They're opening the doors at eleven at sorry at one thirty a.m. for a start time of three thirty a.m. That show will run 3.30 to 7 a.m. And then our show, my show, will go 9 to 10 a.m. And we'll see how many of the people, the degenerates that showed up at 1.30 are still going to be there at 10 o'clock at that point. Wow. Well, it's the people that are looking for something to eat coming out of the casino that's been open 24-7 that are either winners or they're desperate to figure out how to get their last meal. One of the two. Uh, so you're going to get all of that. <laughs> That's right. You're going to get all of that. So, we'll get the whole swath of humanity all clad in purple, trying to get a, a, ve- a very much needed win against the Raiders because suddenly this wild card in the NFC has gotten very tight with the Vikings uh, coming up two losses, one by one point, one by two point. Your team is surging. This is uh, there's this this wild card's a little bit a uh, little bit tricky right now for Minnesota. Let, let let's start there for the fact that Dobbs is going to be the starter. Obviously, the, yeah. he comes back and he got off to a tremendous start and then hit a bump. Then they go into the break, but now they're in a tight race. And really, once you get to the lower echelon of the NFC, it's really much coin flips from here on out. So you tell me, uh, first from a fantasy standpoint. What is workable right now coming off of the Vikings organization? Is Dobbs the guy? Is I mean, you're going to be getting your wide receiver back and Justin Jefferson as well. I mean, what? give me your thoughts there. I think it's a little too early to say either way on Dobbs. You know, if he the, the problem has been the turnovers. He's just – he's been a turnover machine. Fumbling, interceptions, the passing has not always been crisp, slow on his reads. But, you know, some of that is just getting thrust into a brand-new scheme. So he's still got room to – I think really be the the starter for the rest of the year for the Vikings. If he can just stop turning the ball over, I mean, it's, it's not a big ask, but that's the, that's going to be the pivoting thing for him. Now getting Justin Jefferson back, obviously would help any quarterback and Jefferson hits the ground running here, eight weeks off the hamstring injury bill. He's, he's at full strength at this point. And the Raiders secondary is not great. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And it's, it's a nice opportunity for him. TJ Hawkinson has been great with and without Dobbs. He continues to play well. He's very startable here. From a fantasy standpoint, Dobbs is fascinating because the running really does help. And this would be a very positive matchup if you could assure me that he's not going to throw an early pick and get benched, which is still in the possible range of outcomes for Josh Dobbs. So that I think from a fantasy standpoint, it's a little dangerous on Dobbs, but he is a high upside play because – he could run in a couple of touchdowns. He could throw a couple of touchdowns, maybe do both. The Raiders aren't great. So there's there's opportunity there. Now talk to me about Jordan Love. 
And, yeah. you know, some people had him as a starter. Some people had him as a backup. He was a sneaky pickup for many during the regular season. And mm-hmm. now he's got – is he a must-start? I got to tell you, and this one hurts. Um, what I, I had an opportunity when Josh Dobbs was electric for the Vikings in those first two games, and Jordan Love wasn't on his three-game winning streak right now that he's on and where he's played so well, somebody offered me in a dynasty league. So this would have been – this would have rolled over to next year, Josh Dobbs for Jordan Love. And at the time, Love's play was had was so inconsistent that I'm like – the Packers are, you know, and the Packers had lost so many games. I'm like, you know what? The Packers heading to the top of the draft. They're going to take a quarterback. So I didn't do that deal. And it was a dumbass move. I got caught up in Dobbs mania. Oh, that hurts because the last three games, obviously, for love have been terrific. Now, last, I thought last week that was going to be the one to, that really showed me what, what we've really got because the Chargers, uh, it was Chargers and Lions, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that he had played and done very well against. Those are not great defenses. But Kansas City's defense had played fantastic. The secondary had been really, really good. And the fact that he had all the poise and now just, you know, the arm talent looks so good. I just, I'm I'm really, really impressed with his development so far. And credit the Packers for just tenaciously sticking with him um, and putting him in a spot where he could eventually evolve to where he is now. So I like this matchup. He's, uh, he's my number 10 ranked quarterback. Jordan Love is this week. His uh, four games with at least three touchdown passes and no interceptions tied for the most by a quarterback in his first 13 career starts going all the way back to 1950. So, I mean, really, the development's been fantastic. It's a, it's a neutral matchup against the, 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 uh, against the Giants, but the beauty of the playing the Giants is their offense is so bad and so one-dimensional uh, with Saquon Barkley that if you shut him down, you know, there's going to be a lot of short field opportunities for Jordan Love. I, I think he's still sitting on a nice game. Do we know if uh, – is Christian Watson going to go? Do we know? That's we're waiting to find out what's up with him, and that's a, that's a good question because if we, there's no Christian Watson, how much does, does that diminish him? And to the opposite mm-hmm. side, if you got Saquon Barkley as one of your running backs, the, the Packers' uh, rush defense is ranked 30th in the National Football League. That's got to be a field day. Yeah, yeah, it, it really could be for Barkley. And and you know what we're learning, you know, look at how devastating the Packers' pass rush was in this last game, right? I mean, if you've got the opportunity to run the ball you're going to do it against the Packers. So I, I do see a big workload coming for Barkley in this yeah. one. And, and, and that's going to over you know, hundred. Yeah. And he looked good, man. That, man, that kid yeah. runs hard. I you know, I like that kid a lot. He's, yeah, he's awfully good. So I, let, let me take it another step in a different direction. And that is with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs, they have not looked <sighs> right for a while now. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got Patrick Mahomes and another quarterback, depending on who that may be, Patrick, you can't say Sid Patrick Mahomes, but you got to be scratching your head a little bit, right? Well, the thing is, had you chosen to sit Patrick Mahomes for any of the last five games, you probably would have been better off just finding another starter. Here's how bad it is. Over the last five games, Bill, Patrick Mahomes is quarterback 21 in fantasy points. 21 right behind Baker Mayfield. And that's what I mean. You know, it, it's it, 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 he's still somebody you feel like you can never bench because you know what could you know, what could happen. But the the reality is, you'd have probably been better off with your backup in any of the last any of the last five weeks. But here's the problem. So here's you know try to dig into what's really gone wrong with Patrick Mahomes, Bill. During the Mahomes era, if I said just conjure up amazing deep pass highlights in your head. Isn't Patrick Mahomes the first guy that comes to mind? He's right up there, yeah, because of the he that or the improv. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's he's the other deal. The other extending plays. Right. Yeah. Here's what he's done this year on deep passes. And I think this is staggering stats for you. So these are passes of at least 20 yards, which has been Patrick Mahomes' trademark plays. In completions this year, Patrick Mahomes ranks 20th. In completion percentage, he's 32nd on deep passes. In passer rating, he's 36th, which is dead last among qualified quarterbacks. And in touchdown to interception ratio, Patrick Mahomes, dead last. One touchdown, six picks on deep passes. I mean, this is this is what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes because you know where you could contain you know in all the years past you could contain Patrick Mahomes for so long, and then he zings you for sixty-eight yards, you know, and a touchdown, and you know that's how you end up losing games. Um, without that, it's been a real problem for him. This week they get Buffalo. Get this, Buffalo giving up the shortest average pass in the league at six and a half yards. Hmm. Yeah, it's I, I'm looking forward to that matchup, to be honest with you. It's going to be an all-day affair of oh, sitting down and watching football this coming weekend. Uh, you bring up, real quick, Baker Mayfield, and somebody had said, look, with the rise of Garner Minshew, they've got both. Mm-hmm. Now, you bring up Baker Mayfield, but Minshew's actually found a little bit of a resurgence in Indianapolis. Do you start him? Yeah, we're going to go with Baker Mayfield. Uh, sorry, we're going to go with Gardner Minshew in this particular matchup. Mayfield's got... Atlanta, that's a sneaky good pass defense. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try a little Gardner Minshew. Um, Cincinnati is uh, – one of the things Cincinnati does is they, they give up some rushing to quarterbacks, and we've seen Gardner Minshew's got a little bit of wheels to him, including a rushing touchdown last week. I've got Minshew about five spots higher, uh, number 14 yeah. quarterback this week. Good stuff. Uh, so then uh, we move forward, and now you got to look at a guy, a young guy that I, I think a lot of people were questioning. That was C.J. Stroud, another guy that's getting an opportunity. Yeah. He's going to win the Rookie of the Year. But we were talking about the top candidates for MVP. Stroud has to be considered. And how nobody's talking more about Brock Purdy and the numbers that he's putting up, maybe it's because, as Grant said earlier, that it's the talent around him. But his numbers are so much better even than Dak Prescott's, who's, who's yeah. everybody's on the Dak Prescott bandwagon. But those core, those three quarterbacks, man, they're they're just lighting it up. Uh, they are. So Brock Purdy is now, and Dak Prescott are are tied for the uh, the highest odds to win MVP. I did not think Brock Purdy would be in this conversation, but you know, let's credit him for for where he's managed to get because it's it's it is an, it's a remarkable evolution for Brock Purdy, who's. We're not even into what we're, I don't even think we're into one full year of starting service for Brock Purdy. And here he is as the betting line favorite with Dak Prescott to win MVP. Unbelievable. Uh, CJ Stroud has dropped to 28 to one. It's there's, but there's still a scenario. I mean, I'm I'm in Las Vegas. I may, I may bet CJ Stroud at those odds. If Houston makes a surge here uh, down the stretch and their schedule's pretty favorable, they could. Um, CJ Stroud will get back into this conversation a little bit. But Dak Prescott worries me. He could if he beats if he beats the Eagles this Sunday. Ooh, that's gonna that's gonna really that's gonna that might put Dak in the command position for MVP. Before we look at tonight's game, real quick, you've got the Lions who struggled a couple of weeks ago with Chicago. Now this time they're down in Soldier Field, and the line is really weird. It's very close, and you would assume that the yes. Lions would have been head and shoulders up above. Is what? Why is the line, in your opinion, so close in this? And what do you look at? Is it the run game you look at and the return of David Montgomery? 
Well, these teams played three weeks ago, and the you know the Bears had the Lions dead to rights, and they it's only because of two gaffes at the end of the game that the Lions ended up coming back and winning. And what people don't realize, Bill, and it's troubling for your fan base and mine in Minnesota, Bears defense is becoming really, really good. So they're right now giving up the fifth fewest rushing yards per game, second fewest yards per attempt. They rank number two in run stuff win rate. And, you know, we know that the Lions love their running backs, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. This is a tough matchup. No back has top 76 rushing yards against them all year. Uh, the Bears only give up 64 rushing yards per game. I mean, this is they're going to have to try to win it through the air a little bit. Now, Gibbs and Montgomery were able to uh, put a post decent games against Chicago when they met it uh, three weeks ago. But this is a very tough matchup. So. You know, I think uh, I think that's a lot. A lot of why it's so close is the uh, the massive improvements to the Bears uh, to the Bears defense, and then you know all the variables that come with Justin Fields. Right? Are we going to get the good mm-hmm. Fields, the bad Fields, the guy who fumbles away games at the end, or you know the guy who was able to keep it together and beat Minnesota a couple weeks ago? Now, real quick, I know you got to run, but we got tonight's contest, which is just ugly. You don't Ooh, have uh, a starter in Pittsburgh with a high ankle sprain. He's out, and the offense is just ghastly and awful in, in, in New England. I don't even know how to put it. It's funny. I was spending the, uh, the weekend over Thanksgiving with Kristen, and we went back to her home. We were in that area, and sitting at a bar watching with New England fans, that team, to, to listen to Ugh. them, oh, my God, it's just like burn it down. Just burn it down. It was just awful. <laughs> it's uh it's really bad so tonight's game bailey zappy versus sad trombonski <laughs> it's come to this bill i mean if there was if there's ever a thursday night to just find something else to do i'm gonna find something else to do there's this is the one to skip right here there is one there is one guy i really like to start ezekiel elliott this is uh R- Ramondre stevenson's out with a high ankle sprain and the workload's going to be very, very high here. They can't let Bailey Zappi throw many passes. So over the past three weeks, New England ranks fifth in rushing attempts, uh, third in uh, rushing yards per game. They're going to give Zeke a lot, a lot of work in this game. And he's the one guy that I think you you could potentially start. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Charge, anything sleeper-wise or anything else you got before I let you go? Um, well, yeah, but you know, just to wrap this up, congrats on your uh, on your nuptials, my man. You you're Thank engaged, you. all right? Fantastic. Uh, yes, we've met Kristen. Uh, we love her. She seems fantastic. Yep. I'm I'm really excited for you. Well, yeah, we got to get you guys either down this way or we got to get up that way to uh, get a couple of nights out for sure. So yeah, I would yeah. love that. Look I would forward love that. to it. Love. Look forward to it. Uh, now have maybe a great while... time in Vegas. All right, we'll do. Ahead. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye, Bill. All right, all right, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Paul Chargian. Uh, joining us on the hotline, and I, I know he's got to run. I'm sitting here after a quarter after, and I know he dri- drives him nuts when I let him go much longer than that. By the way, I did get a question. Was it Mitchell or Edwards to start? And I'd asked to uh, charge that, and he said Edwards would be the guy. Edwards is projected to uh, hit over nine points for you, so he would be the better play. And I think that was Wolfman or somebody that asked me that. So, anyway, long story short, there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, Stick around. More of the Bill Michael Show. Come Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho.
Oh, I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Oh, oh. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2020. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Now, here's something, and i I got to admit, I haven't studied all the ins and outs of this deal. But didn't Live Golf join the PGA? Didn't they come to an agreement on joining one another? I, Correct me if I'm wrong in that, Grant. It seems familiar, yeah. It seems like something like that did happen. Golf isn't my main squeeze, but I feel like I remember that. So... You know, the the privately funded um, Live Golf Tour has spent more than $3 billion funding the league in two years. In two years. Um, now, the framework for putting all of this together and, and, and merging these two was supposed to determine the future of the live golf tournaments which were struggling because nobody was really paying attention to them they haven't really bought into them here in the states it's generated good interest in like australia singapore spain some of the other countries and such but it it hasn't caught on here and going back to june 6th there was supposed to be an agreement that put all of this together and they were supposed to sign this deal and the whole thing and then the Justice Department got involved in it. It raised concerns, uh, you know, as far as restricting competition and all that kind of. Well, today the announcement was made that John Rahm is leaving the PGA. He's going to the Live Golf Tournament side. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, well, what's the big deal? Because didn't they join forces? And apparently not. It's not done, I guess. Uh, but John Rahm, the Masters champion, and, you know, it doesn't matter because, the you know, he still can play in the Masters, he still can play in the Majors, but he's leaving to go to the Live Tour as well. Now, here in the States, we find our own populars to, to glom onto, and we'll we'll find all of this. We'll be okay. But that's the big story today. The big breaking news story is that John Rahm is leaving to go to the Live Tournament and to go to the live side of things. But I, I just, you know, it, it's it's just, it, golf has become extremely weird in 
the defection of players, the payment of players, the live tour seems to be, I mean, they've got a never ending pit of money. So it's not like they're going to run out of money and just cancel it. But then they make an agreement with Monaghan of the PGA tour and they were going to basically buy into one another. And now that deal is still not T's crossed and I's dotted. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on in golf right now. But uh, I mean, if somebody's got a bet, you know, I, this is where this is where Ben Kenny used to be up on it because he's all golf all the time. But I have no idea. Not that it's overwhelmingly in 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 point important, but just thought I, I'd throw it out there because that's the big news of the day. I just sent him a text. I need this explained to me. Um, so maybe maybe I can kick him a little bit of retainer money or something for his service yeah. in the show. I really all this means is everything is going to continue to get worse. The PGA is going to get worse. Because now one of the best golfers is not playing there. You could argue three of the five best golfers now play for Live, and still probably most people aren't going to watch Live. So the PGA is getting worse. People still probably won't care about Live. Golf as a whole gets worse. Right. But I guess these guys are making more money. So power to them. Oh, they're making gobs more money. The guaranteed money over there that they get, it's once you sign the contract, you're done for life. That that's that's your I've I've signed for the rest of my life contract. There, I mean, it's just. You know, it, it's crazy. So my assumption is is that Liv and the PGA are not going to finish this merger deal because there was a firm deadline to this that they're not going to finish this merger deal and they're going to continue operating the way they were. And we'll see what ends up happening when it comes to sponsorships and popularity and all that kind of stuff, I guess. But um, anyway, but Liv has a ton of money and players will go there and – They'll sign a good portion of their their life away to them as far as their playing life goes, and they'll make a ton. They'll set up their families the rest of their lives and their generational money, and there you go. So, but I don't know what that does for them here, if or if they just don't care, you know. So, um, anyway, that being said, it's uh, that that was the big news of the day, I guess, you know. Uh, 877-867-1670. Also, speaking of Vegas, when we had Paul Charchian on, the Pacers and the Bucks has the highest betting total on any NBA game since 1991. The over and under on the Packers-Bucks game, or the Pacers-Bucks game, I should say, Packers, uh, is 257.5 as uh, of early this morning. And they say that's uh, more than any other game in more than 30 years and the highest NBA total since March 21st, 1991, between the Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors, which was a 259 betting line, according to ESPN Stats and Information. And the Pacers and the Bucks, as we all know, tip off 4 o'clock today. And barring any kind of a dramatic line movement, the total will be the seventh game since 1991 with an over-under total Greater than 250. Think about that. So, Pacers and Bucks combining for 250.7 points per game average entering today's contest, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. So, the Bucks getting a little bit of run in Vegas as well. And oddly enough, the game is in Vegas as it's the uh, the semis for this in season tournament that the, the Bucks are a part of. So, the Bucks and the Pacers today. We'll take on the winner of the Lakers and the Pelicans, and that game will then happen on Saturday night before they then resume the season fully. So there you go. Before we take a break, I, I do have commentary from Ben Kenny. if you'd like it. I can read you his yes. message. Yes. He said, so I texted him, 
and I didn't tell him I was going to read this on air. Uh, I said, I thought Liv and PGA merged. Did I dream that? And he says, merged was the wrong verbiage, a.k.a. poorly reported. Should have been, quote, made preliminary agreement to maybe take action down the road when X and X and X happen. So I guess. So they're not merged. <laughs> so they said maybe one day we'll merge if this happens, but not right now. Right. I so guess. Monahan, I guess, gave them a deadline. They said, you don't give us deadlines. We don't care. Uh, the Justice Department got involved uh, because of numerous reasons. And uh, competitive reason is what they used as the excuse. But we all know there were some other sidebars to that. And so they have it. So Liv and the PGA have not merged. <laughs> and John Rahm is now leaving the PGA to go to the Liv. So I, there you go. I'm also reading that Patrick Cantlay is now the voice yeah. of the PGA. And I'm not a golf guy, but that doesn't seem good. That, no. that does not seem no. ideal. Nope. Good guy. All right. On that note, there you go. Um, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A lot more to get to. Hang in there. More coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho. I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. What up? Bill Michael's show on a Thursday. Good to go. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. I'm reading some of this stuff. We were talking about the Live Golf Tournament and our Live Golf Tour. And John Rahm uh, has gone over to the Live Golf Tour. uh, And I was reading some of the comments and I'm reading some of the commentary because I'm Googling some of this stuff, and uh, some of the guys that were talking about how many purses they have won in the PGA Tour, and just an appearance check in the Live Golf Tour has paid them more than, like, the multitude of purses that they have won. So, look, the Live Golf Tour just bought all the players. Period. Um, The problem is it hasn't really caught on in the States. I think there's, there's two parts to this. One is it's not the PGA, and we can look. the The PGA will always be the PGA, and it's kind of like um, the USFL. We love football; we'll watch it, but it's not the NFL. 
even if you put a lot of great players in the USFL, it's still not the NFL, right? That's kind of the way the live is. They're buying good players. They've got a tournament. They play a few tour tournament stops here in the States. Um, but it is – it's not considered us. It's not considered the United States, so to speak. And people have a turnoff to that. And then you throw into it the conspiracy theories and or stories and or rumors and or what you can and can't prove. I don't know. I, I, I don't claim to know, but I know that there is an anti-live tour attachment via the uh, 9-11 bombings and the tragedies that took place on that day. Um, so there's feelings there. And then it is the you're getting gobs of money to go to the Saudis who – for years controlled the oil flow within this country and dictated almost our economy because of gas, the needs for gas. So, look, and then it's just, okay, go on, take the money. You'll still be a great player. You can play in the majors, but we're still going to have our tournaments. We're going to still have things that we like and do and love, and it's right here in our own backyard. Um, Am I wrong on that, Grant? Am I looking at this thing prospectively different or, or incorrectly? I don't know that it's an American thing. I think we watch golf because we like the Masters and we like the USO. And there's a schedule yes. to it. There's a rhythm to it that we follow. And, yes, we we love the golfers that play in those majors. But I like the majors and I like the schedule and I like the format. If you're telling me, hey, now i got to watch Tuesday night because they're doing some scramble or what, well, that's different. You know what I mean? That's different. So I, I don't know if it's just that they have the golfers. We know the courses and the format and the schedule. And, right. and I think that's as much of a hurdle to watching live as anything else. Yeah. No, I would agree. And I don't know. Eventually, if you get enough star power, there is going to be a major network that will pick it up. But the only way I think that the segregation happens now you're not going to get say the open championship to ignore live golfers but if you get the u.s open the masters and the pga championship that doesn't allow i don't care if you've won it or not you don't you're you're not a returning member if you are not a part of the pga tour you're done you know um then if those if that changes, then you've got what's considered to be lawsuits and such, but that's when those private entities then have to stand up and say, no, we're not, we're not going to take you. It's our tournament. We can do what we want, and we don't have to. There's no law that says we have to take you. You've earned a right to, to be, get an invite, but we don't have to invite you. So I, I don't know. That's the only way at some point that you may see some golfers – decide to stay with the PGA because even though you can make a ton of money there, it's the prestige of winning some of those tournaments. There's tell me a tournament that's on the live tour that anybody gives two dams about the world watches the masters, the U S open, the PGA and the open championship. The world watches those four. There is nothing that live can do that would be able to rival the majesty that is those nothing. So that's where the recognition really becomes high. So, anyway, 877-867-1670. You can hit us up if you choose to do so, 877-867-1670. Uh, got all kinds of stuff here. Um, 
who is this? Uh, this is from Forbes. Uh, not Forbes the magazine. Forbes the emailer says, uh, working hour, working after hours late last night. Oh, no, it, it was the huddle. Forbes, sorry, man, it was the huddle. We are doing the huddle last night. So that's the reason we were on the air last night. Uh, this was from Josh who said, I would not extend Joe Barry. I do not think he is getting the most out of our defense right now. With the talent that they have, we should be top five in defense. Joe Barry needs to go. That is from Josh. With the talent they have is the statement. I agree with you. They have areas of talent. Who should be considered elite on this team? Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. Who else? Who would you consider elite with elite talent? Elite, by the way, if I think we should define that. I define elite as in the conversation for one of the best players at their position in the NFL. Is that fair? Correct. Maybe not Correct. the best, but they're up there in that Correct. conversation. So I would say Gary so and I Clark to, are fair. Rashawn Gary, would he be top five in the National Football League? There's Micah Parsons, Bosa, T.J. Watt, Max Crosby, and then Rashawn Gary? Will we will we go with that? That's fair. I think say those one more time. Uh, you you can pretty much mix them up, but you would say a guy like Bosa, T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, and then Rashawn Gary, Miles Garrett in there too. But I I think Miles that's Garrett. I think that's about everybody. Yeah, that's pretty close, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. J- Jair Alexander. He has not played elite for a couple of years. So no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him in there. He's making a ton of money. He didn't have the year he you wanted him to last year. He was banged up. This year he's been banged up. What's the best ability, so no. Bill? The best ability is availability. Jair hasn't been playing. Right. Yep. He hasn't been playing. So you you can't get the talent out of him because he's not on the field. Um Kenny Clark, when you talk about nose tackles and, and defensive tackles in the National Football League, his name is always mentioned. So where else is elite? When you look at middle linebackers, do you look at Quay Walker? Is he top five? That see that that's the that's the argument is that Joe Barry's not getting enough out of the talent. And my question is, what is the level of talent? I'm not arguing with you to say you're wrong. I'm just saying, when you say that, you got to say because such and such is underperforming. Devondre Campbell's not being used properly. Preston Smith is nowhere near what he used to be, but. You know, Devontae Wyatt hasn't progressed his second year. You know, the young guys haven't developed, but Ballantyne and Valentine have both played pretty well in spot starts. And Gabari, I think, has played up to the potential of his talent. He never came in as a highly touted, you know, middle linebacker or outside linebacker for that matter. So where is the level of talent as what it should be? Now, people will say you've got eight, nine guys that are first-round draft choices. Come on, you should have a top-five defense. Well, then that has to be the equivocal factor to Brian Gutekinds and what he's drafting and putting together and then the health and the totality of those guys all playing together. You can't say be a top-five defense, but, oh, by the way, your entire secondary is out and you're running with backups. And your best outside linebacker, pass rusher, was on a pitch count for the first half of the season. 
And you, you know what I mean? I, so I don't know what the level of talent should be in Green Bay to what the productivity should be in Green Bay. I just don't know. And and Stokes, you can't even count him in. He hasn't played this year. He played for all of what, two, three, four plays, and that was it. And Mike says it's been nice to see him get big wins, but I feel like the D could be better. They're top ten in scoring. They're terrible against the rush. I'll give you that. They're one of the top teams when it comes to pass defense and one of the top ten teams when it comes to scoring defense. So what is the level of talent that they're missing? I, I It's a legitimate question, but I, I don't have an answer for you. Because I haven't seen this whole team perform together all season long. So uh, with that take being what it is, do you then say Joe Barry has gotten more out of less because of the availability or lack thereof of many of his starters? Ask that question. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Said, hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Rock it on. Coming up after the top of the hour, Mike Clements. Going to hear from Mike. Mike joined us uh, last night and had a a great conversation. And so you're going to hear that coming up. By the way, Aaron Jones back at practice today. Christian Watson, Darnell Savage, they are not practicing today kind of figured Christian Watson when he went down with that hamstring issue you kind of looked at him and went yeah it's not gonna happen not gonna happen I I would I would have been when it comes to the hamstring for him I would have been shocked shocked if he'd have been back out on the field uh just the way he went down I was kind of optimistic because he was still standing on the sidelines and smiling and such but uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I would be shocked if he would have been back, but, uh, the good news is Aaron Jones is back, but that's the guy that I said, Hey, look, uh, I don't know if I'd play him not on that turf, not against that bad team. Not that you can just waste guys, but, uh, I, I don't think I'd put him on, uh, I I'd give him another week. It'd be great to get him back, but I'd give him another week. Would you play him this week, Grant? Would you put Aaron Jones back out on the field? If he's healthy, yeah. I, I also don't want to give him 20 carries a game. I, I would be perfectly fine splitting carries with him and A.J. Dillon and running a very similar offense to the one they've ran without him. Like, I don't think they're dying yeah. for him, but if he's healthy, yeah, mix him in and, and he can help you win. Um, Yeah, I. Uh, then again, now here's the other thought. Do you have to bring him back because of his pass-catching ability versus losing Christian Watson, because he does add a dynamic out of the backfield when it comes to catching passes. Is that the reason that you would feel the need to bring Aaron Jones back? 
not just as a runner, but more so as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Well, yes, yes to that for sure. You could use him in, you know, put him in motion and use him in pass catching situations. But also, like, they were playing Patrick Taylor and uh, Robinson the other night. Like, just to have a second running back that you trust more than you trust basically practice squad guys, that's important. Yeah. I, uh, that's an interesting, interesting conundrum because I don't, if I wouldn't have to play him, I wouldn't. Not on that turf. That has been, that turf, not only did it take down Aaron Rodgers, which we all know, but that has been one of the fields that has been circled by the Players Association as having that that uncompromising turf. There's a, like two or three different turf companies that are out there, and that turf is in about four stadiums, uh, National Football League-wise. Uh, I know Detroit is one of them. I don't know the others. But that is the turf that, um, people have complained about it doesn't give at all. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I, but if, if when I saw that that Aaron Jones could possibly come back, my first thought was I wouldn't. The Giants aren't that good of a football team. You have better talent than them. You have a better quarterback than them. And if I could avoid bringing Aaron Jones back for this game on that turf, I would. That's just my thought. But uh, like you said, hey, if he's healthy, then he's got to go. But if he's not, if he's not 100%, then no, I don't uh, I don't run him back out there. Not in that stuff. Uh, John says, hey, guys, a great show today. A lot of topics covered. Did you talk at all about Marquette's victory over Texas last night? What a dominating performance. John, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and it was – I 100% agree with you. It, that was a dismantling of Texas last night. And now I get, you know, that there's a there's a connection there. There's a history there. Shaka Smart coached at Texas, didn't have anywhere near the same levels uh, of success that he had had prior to uh, coming to Marquette uh, at Texas. So none of that was really uh, that big a deal, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a big deal for them to kind of just run over Texas the way they did. That was an impressive win last night, no doubt. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and hit us up. 877-867-1670. Would love to hear from you. Uh, what, who's this one from? This is this is Anthony. Anthony says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, if I was going to start thinking about a contract extension for Jordan Love, the first thing I would do is gauge his opinion as to what he feels he's worth. I'm sure his agents already have the numbers in their head if he continues to play like this. However, get the number now, and that way if he plays poorly over the last five games, that number would diminish wholeheartedly to the point that you might not even consider giving him a contract extension. I, the things don't work that way, though. That's that's not real world. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's it's not. That's that's not the way you do things. You're, you're going to, you're going to wait it, look, it was a, it was an honest question of just saying, hey, if the season ended today, but we all know it doesn't. There's five games remaining, so I would just wait it out. At the end of the season, see where the numbers are, and on one hand, it, there, there's a, it's a double-edged sword for Brian Gutekinst and, and Russ Ball. You want to see the guy that you started all of the anxiety in that organization with. You want to see him pay off and have you go, damn, I can give my middle finger to everybody who doubted me. Okay? 
right? If you're Brian Gutekinds and you're sitting up there watching this guy progress, you're like, keep getting better, keep getting better, break records, break, break them for a guy this young with this many starts in the National Football League, just shatter them all. Bust every record Aaron Rodgers had, bust every record that's been done. We'll take it, okay? Because you, you want validation. On the other hand, you're going, ooh, this guy's going to cost us a lot of money. Ooh, I don't know if we can you know, afford this guy if he keeps playing like this. Because it's, it's, that's the caveat. Right? So, but if I'm Brian Gutekinds, all you want to do is win, and all you want to do is see the team that you have built, that you have built, get bigger, better, stronger, faster. That's it. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. Uh, Mark says, what about Kolek last night? He was lighting it up. That shot that Kolek hit, and I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. It's either Kolek or Kolek. Uh, that shot he hit just before half was huge. I mean, they were already up. They they had momentum. Had they come down and not scored in that possession, okay, so be it. They still go into halftime with a lead. But he hit that three-pointer. Not only did he hit a three-pointer, but he hit that three-pointer maybe two steps in, three steps in from the half-court line. That was like a Steph Curry type of three-point shot last night that he hit. And then they go on 86-65 and just destroy uh, Texas last night. And and that, the lead, the way the score ended, 21 points, the lead was much larger. The, the lead was approaching 30 points throughout a good portion of the second half of that game. It's like 26, 28, bouncing, bouncing back and forth. So to have a 21-point win like that, the score wasn't even that close for a majority of the second half. But, yeah, you're right. That was That was a big game last night. Got another hour yet to go. You are going to hear Mike Clemens. Michael Clemens when we return. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Right after this. <laughs> 